Hi listeners, welcome to the next episode of the Abby Singer, a movies and TV podcast. Uh, this is a doozy where we have a we covered a lot in this episode. Main topic was we review Parasite and whether or not we think it deserves all the Oscar buzz that it's getting. Um, we feel like it's the best film of the year, probably. We also talk about The Gentleman. We talk about 1917, kind of little mini reviews, and we do an intro to The Witcher on Netflix. So uh, we're going to do later episodes on that. So anyway, without further ado, let's get into it. Hope you enjoy. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> I don't even know if I can fit all that in the title of yeah. the podcast. <laughs> See, this is right now when I have to create a dialogue. dialogue. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. okay, so. Yeah. Uh, and we're live. Listeners, welcome to the fourth episode of the Abby Singer Podcast. Me back. Me back. A film and TV podcast where we talk about Movies, TVs, and other things. Yeah. So, and are you a inner monologue person? Got a oh, or, that is the question. Or a uh, or a. This is a abstract. That, this is something that's bothered me. Thing. Or do you think in abstract thoughts? I don't. I don't buy it. I don't buy that people don't have an inner dialogue. That, yeah, that inner people monologue? just like thinking shapes. <laughs> like, <laughs> In their head. <clears throat> well, you like because in the movies, can... in the movies, uh huh. I'm gonna work this in. In the movies, when someone's like thinking about something, you hear their inner dialogue. Right. So you don't. And I get that people that, think like that, but you don't. But I've. But I've also you see in movies where they have uh, they have images of stuff and role stuff role playing in their head. Okay, right? yeah, yeah, So yeah. I was like, okay, well, that's how I think. Like expectation reality. I was like, oh, I get the dialogue. I can create that. But it doesn't just come naturally in a... Yeah, that's so... In that's a way. So, and, I, and that makes sense why you sleep so good. You can sleep on anything. Maybe, yeah. Oh, I can pass just, out anywhere. You can just turn it off. Yeah. I. Maybe that plays into it. Um when I'm trying to go to sleep, I'm like, oh, I got to do all this in the morning. I do this in the morning. I'm doing this, 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 this. I'll see those things. You'll just see them. But there's no, like, words or But you're not, like, speaking as if you're not. In my head. No, I'm not talking wow. about it in my head. Wow, listeners. Right. What a revelation. Right. That's a real thing. Wow. I guess. Um, so I, um, I went and saw some movies. You did? In between our last, uh, we saw some movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What What did you, you saw? What did you get to see? I've seen nineteen seventeen. Okay. And Parasite. Okay. Yeah. And we're gonna get in depth on Parasite later. Oh yeah. Uh movie of the year candidate. Mm. Um. And Witcher. Yeah, I've been rewatching Witcher. I've, I've rewatched the first. Was there? Six episodes? I think it's like six to nine or something. Yeah. Should, I think I've got two left. We should probably and watching know. it. Rewatching it. Well, no. they're, 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 they feel longer. Or it feels like a lot happens in them. Yeah. It's very dense. Yeah. But it's still got a good pacing. Yeah. Yeah. Really like The Witcher. I, uh, I saw The Gentleman 
I saw it with some buddies. It's the old uh, Guy Ritchie. Oh, yeah. Kind of Guy Ritchie period piece, even though it's not a period piece. Um, Going back to his Brutes style. Yeah, maybe. it's a lot like kind of Snatch, that kind of genre movie where it's in the UK and I guess it's not a United Kingdom anymore because Brexit happened. I don't know how that all works. I don't. But uh, you got me, man. But they're all speaking like in a very quick, very slang accent, and they're using words. That, Most of his movies have quick dialogue, right? right? But I mean, it's you've but seen Snatch. Oh yeah, it's hard to even understand what the heck they're talking about. Yeah, that's kind of how this movie is. And so for the and Hugh Grant, dude, Hugh Grant is awesome in this movie. Really, you kind of think of him as the old like rom com guy of the last generation. Well, he can do everything, right? So why not? And uh, him in a, I didn't really know that. I didn't know he was that versatile, but dude, he kills oh. it in this movie. Oh, yeah. He's probably the best part of this movie. Yeah. I mean, Matthew McConaughey, Matthew McConaughey, Matthew McConaughey, and that hair, that mane that he has, dude. Yeah. How's that? It's great. Is it? It's. It, Is it? it, it <laughs> <laughs> you're not sold. Ah, like McConaughey. He's playing had a season in life that I really loved everything he did for yeah. a good stretch. He was on fire. And uh, since then, I've... Uh, you talking about like True Detective era? Yeah, of course. Okay. Yeah. Mud, uh, True Detective, and uh, Dallas Buyers, of course, and uh, Dallas Buyers Club. And uh, yeah, he had a stretch there. He was on fire, but... But before but that, he but was I'd in say like he's not, Fool's Gold, How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. Which he was is like a good the bankable rom-com guy, which is entertaining. Yeah. But yeah, for a while, he was like the dude. Rom-com, yeah. But he 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 very much plays like an alpha male role in this. Um, He runs a huge uh, corporation, like, I guess, dark corporation that sells and distributes and grows marijuana in the U.K., Hmm. And uh, it's interesting because, you know, guns over there are illegal. And so most of the crime, like people hurting each other, is not done with guns. It's done with knives or like machetes. Oh. But when someone pulls out a gun, everyone's like, oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. It's big. It's a big deal. Yeah. Um, Someone's dying. Yeah, yeah. Like the first 30 minutes. I think most people that went and saw it with didn't really know what was going on. Maybe we just aren't as smart as other people that went and saw it, but it's really clever in the way it, uh, it tells a story. And then the ending is really cool. Uh, I recommend it. I don't think you need to see it in the theater. I think it's a good like rental. Yeah. You don't really do rentals. Aren't really a thing anymore, but you know, Netflix. Yeah. Whenever it comes out on the street and it's a stream. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Um, and then you saw 1917. What? Yeah. Um, I really liked it. It was, uh, of course, the story's not that much different. It's not really different from a lot of war movies, but. Um, it's just more like surviving. Yes. Yeah, it's a uh, good journey. Even you could have shot that movie without the one shot look, mm-hmm. and it still would have been. Uh, Still would have won awards for everything it's nominated for. Yeah. Or won an Academy Award. When I, when the credits rolled, I kind of had mixed feelings, actually. 
Okay. I, uh, I thought, you know, obviously the cinematography of it was incredible. Yeah. Which I think that's definitely what they were going for. And I thought that added to the movie and helped to kind of tell the story of these two guys trying to get from A to B. Definitely. Literally showed seemingly every moment um, and their journey from that. Uh, Yeah. I think the stab, stabby stab scene was definitely a highlight. Oh, yeah. Uh, Not to spoil it for anybody that hadn't seen it. Oh, can we spoil it a little bit? Yeah, we can get into it. Yeah, just because. Spoilers. Here you go. Yeah, I, I didn't have too much problem with them killing them off in the early ish on. It was yeah, probably, probably like halfway. It's probably or so. deeper than pe- people realized. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it was uh, a good third in the movie. Tomlin. Uh, yeah, play Tomlin. Tomlin. Yeah. Two guys from Thrones in it. Yep. Yeah. Um, I, I didn't mind it. And it, it really. It wasn't even emotional for me then. But then when he gets picked up by the other. Uh, the truck. company, yeah, and uh, he's riding with them, and it breaks down, and then he gets out to push, and everybody else is half-assing it, and everybody's like, kind of staring at him like he's a weirdo. Yeah, he's like giving it his all because of, because of the stuff that you built with his friend who died. Uh, yeah, I even got a little emotional. It's crazy. Yeah, and then slowly Did not they're like that in this movie. I don't get emotional in war movies mm-hmm, really. Mm-hmm. Um. And then everyone slowly sees what this guy's kind of lost yeah. without even knowing. Yeah. Uh, I just, there was a couple scenes and shots, I guess. It was just a little like, um, I mean, I don't hate it. I don't uh, put put down the movie for this, really. It was just like a little bit self-indulgent. Like, sure. look how good we are at making movies. Like, mainly yeah. the shot in the trailer yeah. where he crawls out of that's at the end of the movie when he crawls out of the the ditch or whatever he gets the he gets out of the thing and just runs and then the camera pans way way back and it shows all these people running and it does i guess give you a good idea of war in a very general sense but it's just they're just like man we are so good at making movies we can do this now look at this i mean the whole Uh campaign was about that and then the, yeah. it was very beautiful. And then the scene when they're, uh, when he was running with the flares, uh, yes. kind of a similar deal. Like you yeah. gotta totally believe that. Um, I don't know. Oh yeah. I don't know where I come down on that, but it's definitely really good. War movie. I'm as far as if I want to see a war movie, I want to see it where we're shooting it more in a way. It's maybe not as realistic, but more faithful to how, uh, war is more of like a saving private Ryan where they didn't even where he didn't even have time to storyboard it. Spielberg just showed up and then they just did it like, uh, like off the top, really off the top of his head. Yeah. And I think that's probably one of his best shot movies because, Oh yeah. Didn't have time to plan anything. And didn't second guess. I think that really helped the movie, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Some good performances in it. The, um, he's the preacher from Fleabag, uh, whose name escapes me right now, but he's early on in the film, right before they leave, um, their first encampment, like the, their wall, whatever. 
Is that the guy that plays Moriarty in Sherlock? The British version? I, th- I think it is. Maybe so, yeah. When he's like, you're going to die. Here's some stuff. I don't care. He's phenomenal. He's a great uh, He's great in, uh, great in Fleabag. Uh, I know you hadn't seen it yet. That guy's name is Andrew Scott, by the way. Andrew Scott. Andrew Scott, who's in uh, Fleabag, who's in 1917, and he gives an awesome performance, steals the show in five, ten minutes max um, when he's telling them about going out there. And uh, there's a line in it, which I can't remember completely, but to paraphrase, something about, um, you know, wives getting a piece of tin in the mail uh, from, like, a badge, like, doesn't... Doesn't bring anybody back or yeah, yeah. He's like, uh, going out there, you know, he, he basically tell him it's hopeless, but, um, but his speech is, he painted a very good kind of worldview of world war one. I think there should be more world war one movies. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, We're good on world war two. It's been done to death. We're good. We're way good. Um, most of that generation is sadly dying off. Yeah. Uh, We're good on. Afghanistan movies and <laughs> Vietnam, Vietnam yeah, never did again. <laughs> I think people are tired of that. Yeah, I heard some people are like, "Oh, I'm tired of World War One movies." I'm like, I haven't seen a whole lot, but yeah, I mean that war had started on. They started on like horseback, and then it ended. They were driving tanks and stuff. Mm-hmm. That's, That's fascinating. Yeah, uh, um, and uh, Benedict Cumberbatch there in the end. What a cameo. Great. Yeah, yeah. Great little cameo. Cameo. Um, and then there was a middle one. Oh, he's in, I feel like, a lot of Guy Ritchie movies. Yeah. Um, Mark Strong. Or maybe a couple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mark Strong. I guess his name. Uh, he's good um, in the cavalry or whatever they call him. Um, and he tells him he's like, some men just want to... Just want to keep fighting or something. He's yeah. like, make sure you have a witness when you go. Yes. And see that was a good line. The character at the end, Cumberbatch's make, character. Make sure you. And he was right because Cumberbatch yeah. was like, nope, nope, we're here. We're going to go. We're going to fight. We're going to die. I don't care. Yeah. And then, dude, it, that was pretty good. That was yeah. actually a good scene. Um. So, yeah. I mean, structurally, it was awesome. Yeah. Um. There, there's not a whole. I don't think it's great, but. It'd be interesting to see if it's going to win Oscars because it swept the Golden Globes. Yeah. Which, for a lot of elements, I can see. What Uh, would you give it? We're one through four, right? I'm not really happy about it. Or we five. I'd have to give it probably a four out of five. Yeah. You know, it's one of those that's like, I recognize greatness. Like it's not my favorite movie, but right. I recognize the greatness of it. It's yeah. one of those type things. I get you. Yeah, I'll go four. Okay, I'll go four. four. I'll go four. Yeah. I can't quite go three. Yeah. I kind of wanted to go three, but it's just so well done, generally. Good performances. It literally has everything but a, a great and it great made creative plot. Like it has everything else, and I, people hold movies back for that. I, I'm okay with that every once in a while. I don't think it should be the greatest movie, one of the greatest you, movies of the year. You don't, you don't need maybe lots of exposition, like these. It contributes a lot to movies, like these big, you know. But it is the greatest 
one of the greatest movies of the year aren't they greatest yeah yeah i don't know no like but mo- i can i'm okay with giving it a four like the big marvel movies and everything they gotta explain everything they're like three hours long yeah it's like they gotta explain every little move and every little superpower and every little thing right or else all the nerds will riot yeah <laughs> i'll say that's not believable uh you didn't explain that why can character p teleport over here it's like who cares superheroes who cares yeah let's just get on with it that's why the boys was awesome right oh my god you don't need to know why i highly recommend the boys on amazon yeah yeah you don't need to know we're not gonna say anything else just go see the boys yeah don't look anything up about the boys just go see the boys open mind i wanted to hate it loved it i did too uh what was it oh yeah i loved (coughs) going into it i was like how are they going to show two people having a conversation in 1917 because yep. traditionally you show a close-up of someone and then the camera cuts and then they show the reverse shot mm-hmm. like move around the room and they they, they got around it by instead of moving the camp or removing the people and they move the camera <laughs> or no sorry not moving the camera moving the people it's when they're first getting their mission with Colin Firth and he's going into the oh, tent. Oh, yeah. And you're Another. looking at Colin Firth over the two actors' shoulders and he's like, this is what you're going to do. You're going to do this and you're going to go to this place and talk yeah. to the people. And then he's like, come on, I've got another map you need to look at. And so the two guys walk around to where we can see their face. And uh, I was like, that's kind of funny. <laughs> and uh, did you notice? The any- song was awesome. The song? The song was awesome. Did you notice any cuts? Yeah. Or were they kind of like masked it? Totally. Uh, Pretty much when there's not a character on the screen. Yeah. Is a cut, probably. I I would guess. I was being that guy when I was watching it and looking for it. I counted, I don't know, probably 15. That's a lot more than me. That's probably not. You probably have a way better eye for it. Probably not close to your accurate, but... I mean, there was only one that was like really, really obvious. Right. I only counted like eight, but I don't. Yeah. I didn't know. But it really like if average person not going to tell that like average person probably like, well, damn, they they literally shot the whole thing in a day. (laughs) 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 They just did it multiple times. (laughs) Um, Trying to think. Oh, Birdman was shot this way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Which is another fantastic movie. Yeah. That was really cool. And then there's another one called Russian Ark. Which was literally shot in one take. Um, you should go check it out. It hmm. kind of tells the history of some kind of Russian Victorian era or something in this humongous wow. castle. And the camera just moves around the castle and it shows the different eras of the That's people in this creepy. castle. It's really huh. cool. But it's, cool it's, in, it's in Russian. Um, sure. Yeah. It's rough to get to, but if you're into it, cinematography, yeah, I recommend it. So if you're listening to this, you probably maybe have started watching The Witcher. I hope you should. You should watch The Witcher. It's a it's Netflix's kind of big big budget kind of swing for the fences attempt at like a Game of Thrones type show. Um it still doesn't feel overproduced. Right. Which is nice. Yeah, it's it's uh how would you even describe it? It doesn't feel like a I know they spent a ton of money on it, probably, but it doesn't feel like it, and it uh, it's still parts of it. Still it's feel not a intimate. massive, yeah, yeah. That it's very intimate because a lot of it is not just big battles and 
The first episode the has a lot of has a big battle, and that right, kind of blows you away. But it's still away. not even that big compared to stuff in Game of Thrones and Is whatnot. It the, that, that, that's a pretty big battle. It's not very first, long. Oh with yeah, Centra and all that. Maybe that. But, yeah, maybe that's why is that it's not that long. Um, I guess that's what it feels like. I think it's important that you need folks need to understand that it's uh it's kind of on a Nolan-y timeline. Chris Nolan, he likes to do things out of order. This one kind of does the same thing. Totally. And I With think, three different characters. Yeah, three different characters. One is like 20 years in the past. Lines. One is like four years in the past. And then one is supposed to be quote unquote present. <laughs> present day. Present, yeah. Uh, but after listening to the showrunner talk about, there's like all these different books that is based on. First off, I mean, I, I kind of knew they were based on books. Uh, these Polish books that were written mm-hmm. years ago. I didn't know they were Polish. Right. I yeah. But I just thought they That's... were... Netflix had picked it up because the video game, that the Netflix... Sorry, the, the Witcher video games had gotten really big. And I thought, well, th- most video game adaptations are trash. Oh, yeah. And so it's like, well, this isn't going to be good. Can't count a good one. And then Henry Cavill, who's a big gamer, got himself attached to it. And apparently he played all the games and is a PC gamer. Of course. Which, uh, whoa. I mean, <laughs> no one would have guessed that. No one would have guessed that either. No. Uh, but. But no, I don't know that people know that much about his life. I don't know anything about him. About Henry Cavill? Yeah. No. I don't Not either. at all. Other than that, he played Superman. Yeah. And he might apparently he's into games. Anymore. PC. Yeah. Which is really neat. And he, you know, wears it on his sleeves. Yeah. Which, you know, games are, games are a cool storytelling medium. Yeah. And the games tell are very faithful to the books. And after listening to an interview with the showrunner, there's not just novels. Like apparently it started off with different short stories mm. and some of the best ones were different timelines. But once it gets into a more serialized format with the novels later on, uh, there were these short stories that were kind of all over the place. And so to kind of ground the world and these characters, they decided to do the, uh, the jump, jump, jumping around, jumping in jump timelines. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, I didn't get it at all. The first time I watched it all the way through, but, uh, this recent time, uh, it makes a lot more sense. You pick up a lot more stuff. I get why they did it and uh and they jump around. Um the bard after rewatching it, I'm like the the bard every time you see every every episode is the only time that the bard and the witcher were together. Is like of uh the witcher storyline. Okay. I didn't realize that till I rewatched this huh. season. Cuz he talks about um the gin, they were together. The um, stuff for Sintra, they were together. And then uh, the big hunt for... For the thing. For the dragon. Yeah. Um, didn't realize that he was such a um, big character. Because uh, there's even a, a line later in the series that he's... Um, Witcher yeah. says... Uh, Geralt says that... Uh, Every time the bard is around, bad things happen. I get into deep, deep stuff. (laughs) 
I think Henry Cavill deserves props because I think he played this character perfectly. Yeah. Took some balls to really play this character. He's got a little bit of sarcasm. He's great. He's perfect for it. Oh, dude. And he looks amazing. Yeah. Obviously, he's Henry Cavill. He looks the part. And it's a fantasy world, but they don't really have any problems having little modern flares to it, you know? Sure. Yeah. Um, And I think that's cool. Yeah, it's a lot more magical than... And they call the magic chaos. In this yeah. world, it's called chaos. It's Controlling that, chaos. Yeah, you need to control chaos. Hold, one, reserve your chaos. One thing I don't get in watching the, rewatching the first episode, second episode too. Oh yeah, second episode is when Yennefer, um, you see Yennefer, meet Yennefer. And uh, one thing I don't get is when she's teaching them in the classroom. You remember this? And she's like, lift your rock. When Jennifer first gets to the school mm-hmm. as a test, the teacher's like, lift your rock. And so if they lift the rock, then the flowers on the desk wilt. Right. They don't really use that anywhere else in the movie or yeah, in the in do. the in the film. When they're making the big firebombs. And they die. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's just a weird rule how they only use it. They use like it sparingly. sparingly, or like people will, people have a bloody nose, or they'll yeah. get kind of passed out, or sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that was the only thing that I can find confusing, but they might even try to fill that in. But yeah, it was very dense, very rewatchable, and yeah. it kind of sticks with you. Oh, definitely. It's one of those you don't watch and forget. Mm-mm. And uh, the actress who plays Jennifer. Uh, Never seen her in anything. She's great, though. Her name's Anya something. She's fantastic. Anya she's Charlotte, um, I think her name is. Hmm. I think it's like her second or third she she's, she's ever been in. Native American she's half part. A, she's half Italian, half Indian, I think, maybe. Wow. So very exotic. Yeah. Purple contacts, yeah. Her violet eyes. Yeah. She's yeah. Got, violet ladies and gentlemen, eyes. she has violet eyes. This character has violet eyes. It's and not Jennifer. It's not Jan. I know. It's Yennefer. 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 Which I hated at first, but I've really kind of liked it. Yeah. I kind of like it's it now. It's different. It's like, oh, no. I don't know if I can get into the show with a main character named Yennefer. Yennefer. But no. Geralt's grunts. Geralt, mm. yeah. So brooding. Mm. Mm. You can say so much for so little. All right. Well, we might do some more The Witcher later because it's a TV series and we're still trying to figure this out. Yeah. And we just figured we'd we kind of dip 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 our toes in it yeah give you a taste a little little dabble but we'll get into our meat and potatoes of this episode which is parasite Mm. uh directed by bong joon ho it had a budget of roughly 12 million dollars which is change and it grossed 160 million worldwide so that's It's doing real good. Yeah. When you talk, I mean, it only made and up for tons of awards and its tagline was act like you own the place, which I feel like is really good. Oh, that's great. Um, and according to the director, parasite is a tragic comedy that depicts the humor, horror and sadness that arise when you want to live in a prosperous life together, but then you run up against the reality of just how difficult that can be. Mm. That's pretty good. Ooh, man, it's 
Yeah, it's fantastic. What it's, what were you what did you expect going into this movie? I really thought it was gonna be a horror movie. Mm-hmm. Which it was. You look at the parts. posters and stuff, it kinda you know, you the you, name it kinda looks like that. All the, yeah. Yeah, a lot heavier than uh than I imagine. Fantastic performances by the dad of the family, who's hilarious. <laughs> I I guess we'll give people just a little bit of the story. It's about this family. Yeah, let's do it. That you soon find out they're basically con men. Roughly. No. Right? They don't start out as con men. They start out as folding pizza boxes. Oh, right. Yeah, just a regular old job. and then They're just uh, trying to figure out a way to... Just survive. Yeah. Just They're folding survive. pig pizza boxes. Yeah. Yeah. To try to make it. Yep. Living in a half basement, which is yep. what they're called over there, apparently. Um, and then their son gets an opportunity to fill in for his friend as a tutor at this upper class house, very upper class family house. He does really well. And then he ends up bringing his other family members into it so they can make to get jobs. Right. To get jobs. There's no jobs anywhere. Um, it's terrible economy. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's kind of figurative and very a literal representation of the class system because they're living in a half basement. They're living like underground. Yeah. <laughs> and every day they have to walk up the hill to these people's houses. And, um, the house was actually for this movie was made from scratch. <laughs> Whoa. It's a very nice, like, modern house. Ooh, all glass, it was gorgeous, everything. yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. I bet that's where most of the money for the movie went into. Oh, I'm sure. Great looking movie. Yeah. Without drawing attention to itself. Yeah, um, it's very modest. It doesn't try to be too artsy for artsy sake. It won the Palme d'Or at the 19 Cannes Film Festival, which is the first Korean film to ever do so. Whoa. Ever. Well, I I don't know that I've seen that many Korean films. Right. No. Um seen like old. That's okay. Uh, I've seen maybe one or two. I've seen old French movies. I've seen old I've seen Italian, Japanese movies. Japanese, yeah. Chinese, but I've not. seen Mexican movies. Yeah. Spanish movies. Yeah. Um the director he spoke of his experience. Once in filming at a hyper rich Korean home, like they were on the set of some mm. some place, and they were and some basically a house like what you see in the movie where this family was working, and uh, he said his hand literally shook from anxiety when he was returning a trash can that was used as a prop. The trash can was a high tech variety that stayed silent even when the lid was being closed and cost as much as twenty five hundred dollars. Mm. And so, him kind of having that experience probably helped him write this movie. Oh yeah. Um. He yeah he drew a lot of stuff for this movie. I, drew on a lot of stuff. I like that he calls it a tragic comedy. Yeah. Because you, you've heard of, obviously, rom-coms, which is a romantic comedy. Right. And then a dramedy, which is probably my favorite genre of movie, which is like funny people or something. Right. 
Uh, but this is a tragic, tragic comedy. Tragic. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, it's weird how uh, how they blend the humor in with um, some really terrible stuff. So yeah, so they get jobs at the the rich family's house. The poor family does parasitic relationship, and then you find out that their old babysitter. Her maid, housekeeper, everything. Spoiler, um, spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't spoiled anything yet. Yeah. Um. Yeah, good timing. She comes back after being fired, after they they start, um, the poor family starts really getting competitive and starts basically getting everyone fired from the rich household right. who works for them yeah. and then take over their jobs. Um, and one of those that gets fired, the housekeeper, the maid, but uh, you know, and uh, she uh, comes back after the, uh, the rich family, where had they gone? They went to go camping or something. Yeah, they, oh yeah. They, they wanted to celebrate one of the kids' birthdays at camping or something. And it's like raining and, and you feel bad for and stuff. And, and and you see the the poor family in the rich family's house like together drinking they happy got, they got really lazy yeah they're trashing the place yeah and it, while it, they're gone while the rich family's gone babysitter comes back they let her in she's a little nuts she and we find out that her husband has been living in the rich family's basement for for years like yeah. three ish years. Since before the other family, At least, since before the new family that we know, the rich family had even moved in. Yeah. Like, what in the world? Yeah. That's terrifying. Yeah, because... Apparently in Korea, they build bunkers because they're so... They're worried about uh, nuclear... A lot of the rich families build bunkers, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, at this point in the movie, you're, Which is everything's going idea. really well. Like, the family's making money. All of them have jobs with this family now. And I was just like, okay, when is the, when is the big fall into the, mm -hmm. in the third act or whatever going to happen where, you know, things get real, so to speak. And then and boy does I it. leaned that over to you in the movie. And then literally right when that happened, uh, this big reveal that these people were living in the basement or this shelter bomb shelter that the residents of the house didn't even know about mm -mm. wild yeah yeah and the husband who's living in the basement worships the rich father of the house yeah he like sends him little um little morris code morris code daily stories praising or him and even when he escapes from the basement and stabs his Dude's daughter, the poor family's daughter. Yeah. He uh he turns to the rich husband and is like, Oh, he's he says something like, uh, praise you or bless you or something. He, like shows him honor in some way, and it's bizarre. And then like, they get in the fight with the poor dad. A very old Break school, I guess, kind of Korean culture. Yeah. Yeah. But also, he'd been trapped in a basement for God knows how long. Oh, dude. So he went I, a little. I couldn't imagine. A little crazy. But he saw it as he was living off him. Yeah. Great. I love the uh, the stone in the film. 
Yeah. Was cool. Yeah. Was a cool little tidbit. Apparently that's something in Korean culture, obviously, but uh, I don't think. You don't think so? I think I watched a uh interview with the director and the lead young boy. Okay. Um and I think it was the director stone maybe and he was like it's not really I guess part of their oh it is cult no you're right it is part of their culture but it's not part of their culture to give something like that away it was mm. really odd it's odd apparently in Korean culture uh, so it's I thought it like was a cool curse. well maybe if you, you want to go that, that far anyway, yeah yeah, yeah. That, that's uh yeah, if yeah. you want to go that far. But yeah, so they the for those that haven't seen it, uh they get a rock. It's it's a it's not I can't call it a rock. It's the it's a, the, the original tutor that gets the son the job, I think. The poor son the job, yeah. Gives the son this rock. I forget what he says, but he's like, It's like a it's a rock. It'll bring you good fortune or Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, it means good fortune. And then the father and, looks uh, at the rock and he's like, Ooh. What a yeah. good rock. Yeah. We're going to be rich or something. Yeah. And uh, kind of brings them wealth. And somehow them. the son survives his two massive blows to the head. Yeah. From said rock. The son becomes obsessed with the rock a little bit. Uh-huh. Like even when they lose their house because of the flooding. Dude, that um, scene is heartbreaking. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And I love it when the rich family's like, oh, we needed the rain. Oh, Johnny can't camp, or we couldn't camp. So, um, love how it's just like it's not saying that the the rich people are like don't care. It's just they they live in a different world. They're just oblivious. Yeah, they don't know any better. That, even though it's right down the road from them. Yeah, it's within walking distance. They don't um, have to. They don't have to yeah, go. It's down just there. a different world. Yeah, like all the little digs that they make towards the father about his smell yeah, and about, and the father, um, when he wants him to do something, mm-hmm. uh, he'll, oh, he'll, he'll be like, you know, we're paying you a lot of money. This is your job. Just do it. Okay. Yeah. When he, he doesn't want to dress up as the, uh, native American. Yeah. Like, uh, the, and... the father of the father of our hero family is like, you you do your best. You do what you can. It's okay. I don't think he meant it any kind of no. way. I guess the father of the rich family probably took it passive aggressively. Yeah. But yeah, he was like, look, this is your job. Yeah. Just do it. Okay. Yeah. And that was the last straw for him. It ended up stabbing that him. That and the smell. <laughs> yeah. That and the smell. And you think about him losing his place. The... Almost break, not real break, but break that he has. After they lose their place, they come home. They find out everything's gone. Uh, there's an amazing shot with the daughter on the toilet as she's on her phone, and it's is sh- shooting up <laughs> yeah. through the toilet. Amazing shot. But when they and they stay at the shelter, they stay at the shelter. He has like a little break with his his son. He's like, mm-hmm. plans are no good. Life, you can't predict it. It's normally going to go crappy. That's a good payoff because the, the whole movie, uh, when something goes bad, they look to their dad and 
Yeah, because he like, had, what, what? What's the plan, Dad? What's the plan, Dad? And the dad goes, and he was, ah, I have a plan. Yeah, I have a plan. Yeah. And then they're just in the shelter, like all is lost. Dark night of the soul moment. Yeah, and whatnot. He's like Look, broken. Uh, the only way to survive is to not have a plan. Yeah, you'll never be. You'll never be yeah. disappointed. Yeah, when you have no money, don't have a plan. Yeah. So man, that, and the just the name of the movie, Parasite, like. Mm. I guess every person. Strong film. I guess everyone is a parasite to some extent. Yeah. Like even people at the top. Uh, That quote that you had by the director. You got to, the only way to live in this current world is to be a parasite. Mm -hmm. You can't live well together. Yeah. Or apart. Crazy. Like without anyone else, yeah, that too. Yeah, um, <laughs> to live well, you gotta feed off somebody. Yeah. What did you think of the big twist? Are we considering the twist that dude lives in the basement, or the twist yeah. of he escaped? Not that he escaped. I think the big twist is person in the basement. Person in the basement, uh, crazy, yeah. It did a great job of giving you a bunker mentality. This might have been a little bit hard to believe, but she had the line of, yeah, lots of rich people people have these. It can happen. Yeah, I mean, what's just... Yeah, it's believable. I don't, yeah, that's genius by the director to use that. Mm-hmm. Um, and just to talk about the ending, I thought it was very masterful when he's writing the letter, like he finds out that his dad escaped by going back into the basement and he, yeah. find, and he, he sees the light. Yeah. The Morse, the Morse code, code of the light in the house. And so he writes this big long letter and, uh, he's like, I'm, you know, I've got a plan. I'm going to go to school. I'm going to make some money and I'm going to buy that house. And so all you're going to have to do is literally just walk upstairs and it'll be me. And it's showing all this happen. Oh. And so I'm like, well, that's really beautiful. Um, but how, I guess, well, is my thing. And then it does a big reveal that he was just kind of imagining it. Or hopefully one day. Or, or it could have been. But it'll be a long time Or it could have been now. a look into the future. You're not really sure. So I might as well be in jail. Yeah, I love that stuff. Yeah. Um. Yeah, because I would have been mad had it been. Oh, and here is here he is now with uh now he's rich and buys the house and now he's reunited and then with his dad just again. To the dad, just like dead in the basement. Oh, that would have been awful. Crushing. Awful, awful, awful. Yeah. But no, it definitely had a more mm, hopeful ending. It leaves awful, you with, but considering still... awful things happen in the movie. All right, yeah. True, murder true. happens. True, yeah. The scene happens, lies, all of that. Yeah. Um, really amazing movie. Mm. Great Probably performances. The best, one of the best of the year, even uh, though it's yeah. January. But it was out like months ago. Yeah. In 19. Uh, it's up for an Oscar, I think. It was one of the best films of 19, yeah. Um. Oh, what is that? Yeah, it's definitely up for an Oscar. I've, I think it got it snubbed win? in a couple areas, and the director and stuff were 
trying to say that it was because they were Korean. And the Academy's, you know, more white or whatever. Which is probably true, but probably true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um I don't There's a lot of movies. <laughs> yeah. Also a, there was a whoever I the think, Korean studio is, whoever you have to spend money on these campaigns when on Oscar's bottom line. Right. Like yep. if you get a nomination, that's a win. Yeah. To me. Just get a nomination. Yeah. Um it's just it's just all about money. Yeah. Really? Oh, totally. And if you get a win and you didn't campaign like they didn't, uh huh. That's just yeah. <laughs> it's insane. I gotta say probably nineteen seventy probably ended up winning. But uh, Yeah. Which I like, but nah. Which sure not, not the greatest not one of the greatest movies of the year. There was a lot of great movies, I feel like, in twenty nineteen, but I didn't think the movie would be this good. No. And maybe maybe I was looking for it to be overhyped. Yeah. But I had no clue what it was about going in. So And have you also this is a subtitle movie? Um Mm -hmm. had you watched many of those? Yeah. Well, I mean You're comfortable with those. Some people I watch everything I watch on Netflix has subtitles. Right. Even like just I don't want to miss dialogue. Yeah, I don't either. Because I, I all the time will hear stuff that is completely off of what they really said. And then I'll, if I watch it with subtitles, I'm like, whoa, I don't know where I got that. Yeah, so I like, yeah. But I've watched several foreign films. A lot of them horror mm-hmm. more than anything else. Or Western, or not Western, but. It's like going to see a movie in IMAX or in 3D. Yeah. The first five minutes, it's it's like. Oh, this is neat. This is cool. And then you're just in the movie and you forget about it. Yeah. Like with subtitles, you're reading them, you're reading them. It's like, well, this is different. Yeah. And then you just get lost in the movie. Like we're here, we're sitting here talking about the dialogue, repeating them, repeating the lines as if they said it in English when they didn't. Yeah. Because that's how we remember it, which is really cool. What would you rate it on our scale, which is very scientific on one to five? I gotta go five, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna give it drum roll. That was terrible. A five. Okay. Never happened before. Okay. We have two fives out of fives. Yeah. On the Abbey Singer. What was the other one? Gems. Uncut Gems. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Another best movie of the year candidate for me. So I would put those neck and neck. It might be a little bit There's out of creativity. your wheelhouse, but I think you need to go see it yeah, or stream it or something. Just keep an open mind. It's not that weird of a movie. Like no. people might say, I heard that's a weird, one of those weird movies. It's not. Oh, that's a very true uh, yeah. critique. Yeah, yeah. I have heard, I have heard people say, I heard oh, that's, that's just like weird. a weird movie. It's like, no, no, it's not. <laughs> it's really not. No, it's pretty. It's really pretty normal. Yeah, it's just it's super normal. It's just some of the myths that happen. It's just, are, uh, they're not even really shocking. It's just really there's a lot of tension. Isn't that and crazy? Good movies yeah. have tension, Aaron. Good tension. And this movie has tension the whole time. Yeah, five out of five. And there's only one violent scene in it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, really. Oh, two, two. Yeah, but still, yeah. yeah. Um, but it just shows you how much they built the tension for those two violent scenes. And I think a lot more of the, there's more violence in what 
characters say to each other. Definitely. Um, it's more hurtful. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's a lesson, kids. I thought the mom was great, the rich mom. Mm. She was hilarious. With just <laughs> it really was. The was like, co- oh, <laughs> you know, you, you have a cousin that also knows art history therapy? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, we should hire them immediately. Said, yeah, yeah. It, she was a great representation of a lot of just rich moms upper class that moms. upper class moms that like um they love their oh, family they're weird they must be good yeah oh they're a little odd the, the math tutor has some weird methods he must be good yeah he must be it's, he must have learned that that must be the best way the yeah the uh the young girl um babysitter for the boy doing the art history oh therapy. she's yeah like i love they that was so great how they just tapped into you fool people by just doing weird stuff. Like really rich people. Or just fake it till you make just, it. Yeah. That's so much like, alive. And oh, the family yeah. just, just like, had um, them utterly fooled. Oh. It was incredible. Oh. I mean, the wife wasn't super bright, but. <laughs> it just made me want to have really nice appliances. That house. <laughs> <laughs> Because everything in that house was just <laughs> mint. Oh yeah, Humongous top of the line. Stainless steel, everything. They open the fridge and it's like prime meat, top to bottom. Yeah, as much as you can have. Yeah, God. But that house does probably. I mean, it probably exists somewhere. Oh, I'm sure someone lives in it. <laughs> now it might be the director. Might house. be the director now. Yeah, at 160 mil, whatever. I, I think no these days director company or studios budget. have gotten bit by giving directors percentage. They'll just give so them a flat want, fee. Yeah. So, I mean, the movie cost only cost 11 mil. Maybe he got a mil or two mil to make it. Now, now that it's made so much money in Oscar buzz, they probably yeah. were like, yo, here's a couple more. Surely they, surely to God. Surely, you don't think he got 20 mil off that movie? So, here's an anecdote for you. I know there's a lot of people to pay in films, but... When James Cameron was making Titanic, uh, he initially made it... He was like, I'll do it for like a flat fee, a cup of mil, whatever it was. But they were running out of money. At the time, it was the most expensive movie ever made. It was like two hundred fifty million or something like Jeez. that, or two hundred million. It was a lot of money, yeah. and they kept needing more of it. And he he was like, he kept going. Soon, he was like, just trust me, just trust me, just trust me. It's the same thing that happened with Avatar. Everyone was oh, like, sure. that'll be terrible. It'll be terrible. It's gonna bomb. Same thing people were saying with Titanic, and so he was like, look, I'll give you back my fee. That you gave me. Whoa. Just That's let bold. me finish the movie. And so he he initially made the movie for free. So he could finish it. And then it made a billion dollars. <laughs> and I think they ended up giving him. Like maybe a hundred million. Five more movies. No like a hundred million. Yeah. I think they gave him. Jeez. Uh, I'm probably wrong on that. <laughs> but yeah. Like crazy story. Because. hundred million. Because he get, he was like, I just want to finish the movie. I don't care. And then 
that 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 did well for them because he came back and made Avatar. And then that made five two and a half million more Avatars. Million dollars. And now he's making like eleven of them right yeah, now. Yeah, I just so I'm sure they did that with this guy. Or uh maybe not, maybe then Can't use the Pocahontas script again. <laughs> you only get Pandora. one movie of that. It's about Pandora. Yeah. Pandora. It's about John Smith making <laughs> meeting Pocahontas and they fall in love and they're from two different but, worlds. But Aaron's sci fi. And <laughs> It looked great. <laughs> she can see his face right now. <laughs> That's going to be Avatar my was next a good movie. Meme. That's a hill to oh, die on, isn't it? Like Batman v Superman. Yeah. It, it was, That's a good episode. Talk about Avatar. Oh. Well, any final thoughts on huh. all the crap we talked about? Mainly Parasite. Do you think this one's going to stick with you for a while? Yeah, or just forget it. Oh no, they like movies like this really kind of stick with you for a long time. Yeah, the, the way the, I remember most of the time, I couldn't go through and list every um, great movie from 2019. Then let's go to 2018. Then let's go to 17. Let's go to 16. I can't. I can't do it like that. But there are movies that I think of that are, oh, that was one of the greats that year. Yeah. This is it. Yeah. That's a bookmark in your mind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In your non-interlog mind. One that well, you, you think. you won't tell yourself, but you'll picture it. Like, I might be like, oh, yeah, I remember that movie Parasite. What year was that? Oh, okay. That's that year. Um, oh, that's when something happened. Yeah. You'll you can, rem- you can bookmark a piece that of your life. The, that. Yeah. yeah, that's right. I do that with like Dark Knight and mm-hmm. kinds of movies. Yeah. Um, well, anyway, that I think that's a good way to put it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the direction of this movie, masterclass, mm-hmm. as well as the acting. Acting. Like you don't see actors, you see people. Yeah. You see the people, the characters, you just see people like, mm-hmm. and just get you sucked in and that's, that's what a good movie does. They're very believable, very... Um... Yeah, it it doesn't try too much. Um, very creative and mm-hmm. very uh, well polished. Yeah, there's some truth to it. Mm. All right, cats, cats and well, dogs, and squirrels and squirrels. I saw a shirt that said, "What do we want?" Um, justice for people who have ADHD. And it says, when we want it, squirrel. <laughs> and on that, folks. And on that. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, we'll see you on the next episode. Please uh, subscribe. Mm-hmm. Give us a good review. Mm-hmm. That helps us Should to make try more some of these. jingles out. Happy singer. Happy singer. Right, yeah. We'll work on that. Catch us next time.